WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2023. Welcome everybody to the show. This is going to be the results, thoughts, and a little bit of preview discussion of this year's Hall of Fame Class. I'm your host, Brian the Hype Fowler. Tonight, we celebrate a smaller class this year. Smaller class... Not as big of a main event as last year with, let's say, The Undertaker. However, there were a few nice little surprises mixed in. So we're going to cover it all here today. Without further ado, let's get in. And we're going to go ahead and start in, and we'll go right in order with our first induction. None other than Stacy Keebler. A Hall of Fame induction starts out again with our women inductee for this year. Stacy Keebler kickstarted her career as a model and a cheerleader for the Baltimore Ravens. She burst onto the scene around the year 2000 after winning a contest to join the WCW Nitro Girls. Other attendance members in the house was a fellow Nitro Girl, Charmel, but recognizing the vast potential and her star power, WCW transformed Keebler into Miss Hancock, which was a provocative business suitwear and manager who was all about practices, standards. Evolving to the WWE, Keebler swiftly captivated fans on Raw and SmackDown as a member of the Alliance coming over for Team WCW. Also teaming along and managing the famous Dudley Boys tag team during that period. Teaming also with fellow Hall of Famer Tori Wilson, the dynamic duo wreaked havoc on the opposition. Shortly hereafter, Keebler began managing the Dudley Boys again, like mentioned, um, as I believe she was the Duchess of Dutchville, before and then going on to help out the likes of Scott Steiner, Test, and even a small time run as a superhero team of the Hurricane and Rosie. For a brief time, Keebler was even an assistant to Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself. Um, the Baltimore native then took her talents inside the ring and engaged in some memorable rivalries over the years, like Trish Stratus, uh, Molly Holly, among others. Upon leaving in 2006, Stacey Keebler wowed over audiences, reaching the finals of season two of Dancing with the Stars, something I actually remember watching and I enjoyed. Um, enjoyed seeing her in that manner she's then you know graced the covers of countless magazines in her career she's walked red carpets she's dated george clooney even but she was also on how i met your mother psych and various other tv shows so the wwe congratulates keebler on her induction and so do i into the hall of fame this year this year uh she was inducted by fellow Hall of Famer Tori Wilson and Mick Foley, another fellow Hall of Famer. Keebler got to choose both of them. She was uh, showed pictures of herself as a child, cheering for WCW, just hoping to get Bret Hart's attention. She gave a really great speech. Her family was present. You could tell she settled into an afterlife of fame to being a wife and mother. I, for one, am very happy to see Stacey, you know, get inducted tonight. Uh, Mick Foley did a pretty, you know, good job, as much as Mick can, you know, uh, to 
keep things, you know, very much, you know, about Stacy. Um, sometimes Nick can't help himself, right? But um, also, I just want to give you guys a little bit on her WrestleMania record. WrestleMania 20, Sable and Tori Wilson actually defeated Stacy Keebler and Jackie Gata in a Playboy evening gown match. And that was like her only uh, WrestleMania match on record. So, moving ahead, we um, induct Stacy into the WWE 2023 Class of Hall of Fame. And I uh, definitely feel that she deserves a spot. And uh, it's amazing how she's had so much success and uh, actually doing a cough syrup commercial from when she was eight years old to the cheerleading from the NFL all the way to a dream of pro wrestling. Let's move ahead to our next inductee. And that is our celebrity wing induction, um, Andy Kaufman, a gifted comedian in the 70s who gained his fame from um, doing stand-up routines and Taxi and Saturday Night Live. Um, Kaufman was a little bit before my time, but I went back and, you know, of course, you do the history when you're a fan of wrestling. And he basically just loved the sports entertainment world. Um, it actually led him into Memphis, Tennessee, where he became uh, in a rival that was very famous with Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. We actually get a introduction by the king himself from his castle um, due to health issues was not able to travel to the Hall of Fame but did record a nice introduction to Andy Kaufman. And then from there we actually get a little bit further in the induction ceremony um, with none other than Jimmy Hart coming out. And Jimmy Hart I will say looks really good for being 79 years old in tonight's event. Um, so the rivalry between, let's go back, the rivalry between Lawler and Kaufman became a national news leading to a legendary exchange on the David Letterman show at Late Night. That interaction actually became memorialized in a 1999 movie, uh, Man on the Moon, where Lawler appeared alongside of Jim Carrey to recreate the iconic moment as he played the role of Andy Kaufman. Kaufman's interactions with Lawler transformed the business, opened up pathways for future crossover stars such as Johnny Knoxville, who uh, enjoyed an in-ring match in last year's WrestleMania with Sami Zayn. Kaufman uh, passed away in 1985 at the young, young age of 35, but his legacy remained an important part of wrestling history for that brief time. Uh, the WWE and myself would congratulate Kaufman on his inclusion to the Hall of Fame. Um, Kaufman was also joined by his family tonight, his remaining family members who did come out. I will say the WWE did a good job of making sure that they kept the appropriate pacing tonight and they kept the Andy Kaufman bit appropriately to a nice short spot, allowing time later for the main eventer. So without further ado, let's move on. And I must say, moving on, we did. The Great Muta. Uh, the Great Muta was something that I personally loved to see, and I was excited to see his induction. Um, a Japanese influence on America. And the Muta was a star anywhere but the WWE. And for the Hall of Fame to be a legitimate Hall of Fame, it has to include people like the Great Muta who impacted the wrestling business. And the WWE did a really great honor doing that tonight. Um, so it was announced that the great Muta was going to be inducted into this year's Hall of Fame class. Uh, he's, of course, again, known all over the world 
uh, was a feared wrestler performing in Japanese promotions like All Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling, NOAH, but also in the USA for WCW. Muto began his career in New Japan, uh, where he made a name for himself before heading over to WCW, where he battled the likes of Sting, Lex Luger, and even Stone Cold Steve Austin in his early days of the Hollywood Bonds gimmick. And then, uh, back then he was known as Stunning Steve. Um, the iconic, you know, competitor that Muto was, he was known for things like the Shining Wizard, you know, moves that are used today, right, or moonsaults before guys were using those kind of moves. Um, Tegan Knox is a current superstar that does take an influence from the great Muta, but even more so, uh, he inspired future superstars such as Tajuri and Asuka, utilizing different strategies and more. Um, and though uh, not exactly the inventor of the moonsault, Muta perfected it. Muta also was known for his mist, right, and misting his opponents in the eyes, almost like a Komodo dragon itself. Uh, he wrestled for over 39 years. He actually just retired this last January, uh, going against Shinsuke Nakamura in one of his final matches. So definitely, you know, and I congratulate Demuta on his inclusion. Um, let's just run down some of his accolades of why somebody of this nature would be included. So we have, he is a one-time WCW Tag Team Champion with Vampiro. He also is a New Japan he was a one-time NWA television champion, a four-time IWGP heavyweight championship, six-time IWGP tag team championship, uh, two with Hiroshi Hase, and then one with Mashiro Chono, and one with Shiro Koshinaka, and one with Taiyoke. Uh, NWA, one-time NWA world champion, uh, one of the greatest 18 champions. It's a one greatest 18 champion. And then in all Japan pro wrestling titles, he had three AJPW, we're going to call it, triple crown heavyweight champions, five AJPW unified world tag team champions, uh, again with Taioke, one with Arashi, and one with Joe Dory. Um, and then one with Matsumatsu Fanaki and with Kenso. Um, so, Muda, you can hear all these world titles and all these world championships. And this is why, you know, it's so important to have and celebrate wrestling by having inductions like this, like I said. So he was inducted by Ric Flair tonight. Uh, Ric Flair was Ric Flair, and I am always a fan of Ric Flair, right? I even have his autograph hanging on my wall. But I will say Ric Flair um, is not, you know, very good. Ric Flair is very good about talking about his career that he loves so much. But he actually, you know, is not the best at highlighting the careers of somebody that he was inducting, right? Uh, no disrespect by saying that. I just, um, you know, I kept finding myself saying it's about Great Muta. It's about Great Muta, right? I, I feel like in Flair's heart, he was trying to do a good job with that. But Flair has had such a career. It's, you know, and he, he loves that limelight. He soaks it in. And so, unfortunately, you know, he, we didn't get to hear very many Great Muta stories from Rick Flair, which I would like to hear a little bit more from his inductor. Even to make matters a little bit worse, Muta, who is known, uh, not known to be really good, he doesn't speak English, you know, barely at all, but he did make his way to the ring and he did muscle out some thank yous and some phrases for the fans, admitting that, you know, he wasn't the best at English. Um, and then he, um, you know, after a bunch of claps, cheers, you deserves it, he did shoot the green mist out of his throat. And as he, went into the Hall of Fame. Muta came out wearing his mask, which I did like to see. 
uh, you could tell it really meant something to Asuka in that crowd. And, um, you know, I just was proud to see the great Muda, you know, definitely get his, you know, way to see in the WWE tonight. So, uh, without further ado, let's move on to our next inductee. And our next inductee was inducted by the APA, the Acolyte Protection Agency. Uh, this was referee Tim White. Timothy White um, would actually be the recipient of the Warrior Award this year as an induction. So the APA came out. Um, Ron Simmons did the damn routine. Uh, JBL made a, a pretty nice little gestures and speeches. They talked about Tim's bar being used in the Attitude Era all the time, and they said it was kind of a, you know, Anytime Tim seemed to want to renovate, he would ask them to tear up the bar and go to the writing team and say, let's use my bar and do some skits. And then he would get his stuff uh, remodeled, right? And uh, they joked that they didn't know he was using them. I also, we then get joined by Tim's family in the induction ceremony. And again, it was short, sweet, to the point. It didn't overstay its welcome, but it kept its honor. Um, so basically, he officiated a long list of WWE superstars working as a referee, but also behind the scenes. Hall of Famers such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Godfather, Booker T. And he was known as one of the toughest referees in WWE history. He was um, officiating a very brutal Hell in a Cell match between The Undertaker and Mankind that you guys may have heard of. White also was the official for the Hell in a Cell between Triple H and Chris Jericho, where he actually did suffer a shoulder injury that led to his retirement from the squared circle. In addition to becoming one of the most respected referees in the sports entertainment, White also was an agent for the WWE, like I mentioned, behind the scenes, mostly known for working with the late, great Andre the Giant and um, as his road agent in many of his matches. And some, you know, would come to tell you that Andre was not the easiest guy to work with sometimes. White, um, unfortunately, did pass away in June of 2022 um, at the age of 68. His legacy lives on. Um, his death still is a very private situation, which um, is health issues, but nobody really knows specifically what. But his legacy, as I mentioned, does live on in the Hall of Fame. And um, it was a nice little spot moment before we got to our main event. And moving on to our main event, we have none other than Rey Mysterio Jr. Ray Mysterio, I see innovation and change. Ray Mysterio was a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent, the littlest big man to ever step inside the squared circle. I remember my first interaction seeing Ray was in WCW, where a lot of you guys probably did get a lot of exposure in the Monday Night Wars. Ray was amazing. He did moves I've never seen before in my entire life as a, as a kid watching wrestling and I was I felt like I was watching a real superhero come to life in the wrestling ring something I've just never seen um, I was amazed by the things he did 
there was also a guy that he wrestled by, and I said, even though he's not much on looks, as far as character, there was something to this guy. His name was Eddie Guerrero, as he would go on to have WWE huge um, fame. I was wowed by these guys um, and what they could do in the ring together, and I just couldn't stop watching Monday Night Raw. I still watch these replays to this day, and I feel like the doorway of Lucha Libre wrestling in the United States changed because of guys like Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, among others. Um, Ray mentions that in his speech tonight, giving credit to Dean Malenko and Psychosis, even saying that there was no Rey Mysterio if there was no Psychosis. Ray actually started training at the age of eight years old. Eight years old, and he started training fully in Lucha Libre in Mexico with his uncle, Rey Mysterio Sr., um, Ray was introduced or inducted by none other than Conan, another, you know, luchador legend. Conan tonight had the best speech out of everybody that I've heard. Conan got his highlights. He played to the crowd, got his highlights, but he never took the shine off of Ray because this was Ray's night and Ray's main event. But Conan played an appropriate balance with the crowd, with the audience, with everything. Um, I want to say seriously, shout out to Conan for showing Ric Flair and Mick Foley tonight how to give an induction speech. And just like these luchadors um, changed the business and changed you know, the platform of wrestling, Conan did that with his induction speech tonight, whether you guys realize it or not. He um, did an amazing job telling his part in the Rey Mysterio journey. And uh, even showing pictures of to us of him with a very scrawny 15-year-old kid and how he um, would have to sell Ray and some of the tactics, you know, and guys would be like, he looks like a child. He's like, it's okay. The kids will think he's one of them. And it was just a good salesmanship by Conan. Conan gave a very powerful speech about um, saying that guys like Paul Heyman, you know, didn't, you know, know any weight classes or limits. And he just seen that talent was talent. And Ray gave a lot of credit in Conan to ECW really birthing the luchador experience and then WCW giving him a larger platform to perform on. Let me go over, speaking of things that are accomplishments that Ray was able to do. Ray was actually a one-time WWE champion, a two-time WWE world champion, heavyweight, a two-time WWE intercontinental champion, a two-time WWE United States champion, a three-time cruiserweight champion, a one-time WWE SmackDown Tag Team Champion with Dominic Mysterio, who will face Sunday or WrestleMania. A four-time WWE Championship with once with Edge, once with Rob Van Dam, who was in attendance tonight, and once with Eddie Guerrero, and once with Batista. A, in WCW, Ray was a five-time Cruiserweight Champion. And as far as I'm concerned, these guys that I mentioned built that division and kept it interesting on the other Monday Night Show. One uh, WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team Champion, that actually was a thing, you guys, with Billy Kidman. He was a three-time WCW Tag Team Champion with a Billy Kidman again, and also um, with Conan, who was his inductor, which had to have been a great moment for those two with their history, and then also with Juventud Guerrera. I was fans of all these guys. Also, Lucha Underground. You guys know I was a big fan of Lucha Underground. I love that series. Um, he was a one-time Lucha Underground Trios Champion with... Dragon Azteca and Prince Puma. You guys might know him as Ricochet in the WWE world. 
Ray was a definitely huge talent. Ray, um, one thing I didn't like about the Hall of Fame ceremony tonight was they included Dominic Mysterio, and it, while they didn't do any interaction, you know, they did make it known that Dominique was unhappy and kind of honed in on the background as Ray was walking out. And then they had Dominique, Rhea Ripley, um, and all of Judgment Day basically get up and walk out during it, which kind of paused the moment for Ray. Um, I really would prefer they probably didn't have Dominic there tonight if they were going to go that route. I mean, I, it's not fair that he shouldn't be there for his father in the real world, right? But if you're going to commit to the story, I would ask that the WWE not ruin, you know, the sanctity and the sacredness of the Hall of Fame class. And this is a night where careers are honored. And I don't feel like it has a place for storylines. That's just my overall opinion, right? And I get that it is a business, but I really would like to see the WWE keep storylines for Mania out of the Hall of Fame. And I do hope this doesn't become a trend. But that was my only knock on the whole thing is I didn't like when they blurred the line a little bit. But let's talk about Ray's WrestleMania. Speaking of which, his record. Okay, he's got a 5-5 five and five dead even record, right? WrestleMania 19, he lost to Matt Hardy. WrestleMania 20, he uh, was a cruiserweight open where he lost to Chavo Guerrero, Ultimo Dragon, Shannon Moore, Billy Kidman, and Funaki. But then things started to turn around and he defeated Eddie Guerrero at WrestleMania 21. And then in WrestleMania 22, he won the world championship in Eddie's honor. One year later, over Randy Orton and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match. And at WrestleMania 5, he defeated JBL for the Intercontinental Championship. WrestleMania 26, he defeated CM Punk. WrestleMania 27, Rey Mysterio defeated the main event of this year's WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes. And at WrestleMania 30, he did lose in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And at WrestleMania 35, Rey did lose to Samoa Joe um, in a United States Championship match. And at WrestleMania 38, he did lose again to The Miz and Logan Paul just last year. So with a 5-5 five and five record, that's why, you know, I do predict Ray to beat Dominique in his match this weekend. Just for the mere fact of a winning WrestleMania record of 6-5. and five. But let's move on. Um, Ray went on to tell the crowd that he loves them. He went back and forth from English to Spanish, which I, you know, enjoyed. Um, and then he actually um, you know, acknowledged his wife and his other kids. And um, I think it was just an amazing moment. And um, it was great to see Ray. And between Conan and Ray, it was a really great way to just end the Hall of Fame night. And I, you know, definitely was, you know, not really liking this Hall of Fame class coming into it. And I do think it was a lot smaller. And I understand that last year with The Undertaker, you know, but. I was hoping for like another tag team in this class, but Ray and Conan really pulled it off right. So shout out to both of you guys, Ray Mysterio Jr. and Conan. Um, you guys got it done tonight, and you know definitely it, it drew me into the story that you guys told. It's amazing. And guys, that's everything we have. Um, so the WWE kept pretty good for final thoughts. They kept good with their pacing. They kept good telling the stories they needed to tell. And then when they really needed to turn it up with the main event, they did. If you guys are going to go through and watch, I would say go ahead and watch the Bray Mysterio Conan bit. And the rest, we could probably kick to the side a little bit if you really were on time. 
Well, that's everything I got for you guys, and I want to say thank you. And remember, WrestleMania weekend, when this is the Hall of Fame. So I want to say thank you again for joining. Like, share, subscribe. Have a great day.